been times, Father, there have been times this past year that you've been standing with us and we weren't even aware of your presence. Father, thank you. You never gave up on us. Father, thank you that you stood there beside us. Thank you that you've encouraged us and given us the strength. Father, thank you. And now we give you our life and ask you to use it for your glory. It's in Jesus that I pray. Amen. Please be seated. Today is a bittersweet day. Uh, Today is the last Sunday with Logan and Holly will be here with us. And they have done outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. I don't think he would have taken the job if he knew COVID was coming. And as a brand new youth minister, having to do youth ministry in a way that no one had ever done it before. Those who are in my generation and did youth ministry, we never saw anything like what they went through through COVID. And he stood up and did fantastic. During those two years, as Logan did our communion talks, I often thought his talks were much better than the lessons the preacher gave. And he just did absolutely outstanding. We'll be missed, but we'll always be in our heart. And what he left behind will endure for eternity. And that's good. I do want to invite you to be with us tonight. We're going to have a singing in the in the in the fellowship hall at six o'clock, and uh, then after after that, you will go home and celebrate in the new year. While we are at home in bed, to tell you a little bit about the heart of Logan and Holly. On his last day with us, uh, he's having a lock-in. And so I wondered about his sanity, but really what it told me was about his heart and how he absolutely loves our teens and want to spend that time with them. Giles is coming in, and so I I told him jokingly, anything that happens before 1201, it's Logan's fault. Anything that happens after 1201, it's Giles' fault. (laughs) But it will be, we have a good team, and Christ is going to be glorified. As I get older, I need to start off by telling you all this for me because I, I, people worry about me and I want you to stop worrying about me. The last few weeks have been absolutely fantastic. If this is a new normal, man, I'm, I'm great with that. And uh, for the first time uh, this year, I feel a little bit more like me. And so I am so happy that that's the way it is. And my prayer is, again, as it has always been, faithful through the journey, and that God uses me as long as I can make a difference in the kingdom. And I hope that that's your prayer also uh, for yourself, that God will use you every day to further the kingdom of God. And as long as you're useful, may God use us on this earth. What I have discovered in my 65 years is there are sometimes that the days are long and the weeks are long. But man, the years seem to go by quickly, doesn't it? The years go by fast, even though at times the days, the days seem long. Today, I want us to take a look 
at not only 2024, but I want us to take just a moment and look at 2023. We're going to begin by reading a passage from Philippians chapter 3 that Paul writes. He says, if anyone thinks he has reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, I'm faultless. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his suffering and becoming like him in his death. And so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Now, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Two thousand and twenty-three. I find myself every once in a while still writing down nineteen ninety-eight, and it's hard to believe two thousand and twenty-three. When you think back over this past year, it's hard to remember everything that happened, isn't it? Every TV morning show, every TV news show seems to have a review. And so I thought today we would have a little bit of a review and a little bit of a call to action. Today I want us to celebrate the victories. And I want us to look forward to the opportunities that God is going to put in front of us. And I want to call you to action and I want to call you to to have a purpose in your heart that says this year God's going to use me for his purpose. To start that off I've, I've asked someone from the Cherokee board, as Phil Ritchie has stood up and answered the call, to come and share with you an opportunity that you have this week to make a difference in the life of some kids. As you know, the Austin Avenue congregation is pretty well involved with the Cherokee Home for Children. This coming Saturday, January the 6th, will be the sale for the San Saba Livestock Show. I think the show itself is on Thursday. A number of our kids at Cherokee have, a, have an animal that will be in that show. This is a really good work. And most of our kids are probably going to make the sale this year. So what will happen, several of us board members will go down. Anyone else that will be interested in going, we'd, we'd love to have you. And we'll go down there and we'll buy some of these animals for our kids down there. If you would like to help in this endeavor, you can uh, make a donation to me or any of the Cherokee board members. I don't know how many of us are here today. If you're a member of the Cherokee board, if you would, stand right quick so people can see who you are. 
And you can get a check to any of us or you can just drop it by the church office and we'll pick it up there. But again, this is a good work. It's, uh, it's good to see those kids doing stuff like this. Thank you. What many of you that are new members may not realize is that the Cherokee board is, the Cher all of the Cherokee board are members of this congregation. The Cherokee home is under the supervision of this eldership. It's one of the works that we support. And it's a great work. So I would encourage you, even if you can't help with, with this, get involved in praying for the work at the Cherokee home. Paul writes in Romans chapter 12. He says, rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Be willing to associate with people of low position. And do not be conceited. That's a call for us to have that heart of God and that heart of Christ. He says, I, I want you to be in each other's lives and I want you to celebrate with each other. I want you to encourage each other. I want you to hold up each other. And so as I think back over 2023, how many birthdays did we celebrate? How many showers took place? I know that my wife, the last few months, it seems like almost every Sunday afternoon, there's been a shower to go to celebrating births, weddings. How many anniversaries have we celebrated? How many new births have we celebrated in this congregation? Next week, you're going to get to see just a, not even all, but just a sampling uh, of those who are born this year in this congregation. And we celebrate with those families. We celebrate with them. How many weddings took place of children, of folks inside of this congregation? How many times did we celebrate as people became a part of this body? And how many times did we have to say farewell to good friends? How many cards and letters were sent? Just encouraging and letting you know that you haven't been forgotten. Paul says, don't become weary in doing good. For in the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Therefore, as you have opportunity, let's do good to all people, especially those who belong to the household of believers. And in Ephesians 2, Paul gives us a reminder. Truly, it's actually a part of our mission. He says, we are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared for us to do. And this congregation did a lot of things in 2023. We had ladies retreat, and that's coming up pretty quickly again. We had ladies retreat, we had daddy-daughter dinner. We had youth retreats, we had camps that took place. There were lock-ins. We had worship without walls. Cookies and cocoa with Santa. Multiple guess who's coming to dinner. Vacation Bible school and potlucks galore finally came back onto our calendar. There was a mission trip to Kayenta. Two trips to Impact. You gathered coats for the Ukraine. Seems like it was 24 or 25 large boxes that we sent. And those that we couldn't send went to Kayenta. The front yard was reworked by some of our own members and volunteers. And they even prepared for the new sign that was put out there. 
Some of our men helped build 12 ramps for members who couldn't get into their homes because of their disabilities. Our jail and prison ministry had baptisms every month and taught. Quilts from the ladies who gather on Tuesday morning were given to new families. Cherokee Home Food Drive, Project Angel Tree. And that's not even counting the 500 families that were helped through our pantry. And that doesn't count the families who were helped through our benevolence fund. We celebrated in 2023 our seniors, our mothers, our fathers, new children, baptisms, new births in Christ. Your giving heart was easy to see. In 2023, you gave over our mission budget. You opened your homes to our missionaries as they were able to come back and visit us and share with us and talk with us and tell us about the works that they were doing. You opened up your homes and you opened up your hearts to new members and even to those who are sick and hurting. I can't tell you how many cards have been sent by this congregation to those who are at home or who were in the hospital. You sent food and cards and money and prayers to so many families. And you did all of this while we added a new minister to our staff. We remodeled our four bathrooms in a short little six-month or seven-month period. I don't remember. It seems like forever. We added a children's welcome center, and if you haven't been down that hall, you need to go. We updated the main hall and the main foyer. We put in new carpet, and we moved our offices twice. God has truly blessed us throughout this year, hadn't he? I am convinced that Austin Avenue is the best-kept secret in Brownwood, Texas. The problem is, we don't need to be the best kept secret. We also don't want to go around tooting our horn all over the place and people say, oh, here comes another one from Austin Avenue. They're going to brag on their church. But folks, we need to brag on our church and we need to brag on this family and the things that we do and the ministries that we're involved in and the heart that we have. But it's not time for us to stop just because we've reached the end of the year. Remember the last verse in the passage that I read? I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which Christ has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Our theme for 2024, while my preaching theme is going to be coming out of 2 Corinthians and I know looking at 2 Corinthians, if you've read it lately, you're going to go, what are we going to talk about? 2 Corinthians is about encouraging and about being encouraged. It's easy for us to get tied down in the little bits, but the big theme of the book is about being encouraged. And so we're going to talk about being more in 24. I pushed the wrong button. Being more in 24. 24. 
And some of the things that I want us to grow in are the things that Peter talks about. In 2 Peter chapter 3 where he says, Grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forevermore. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you in 2024 to get more involved in ministries of grace and compassion. I want to challenge you to get more involved in those ministries that, where we touch people and where we have the opportunity to share that heart of God. Take advantage of our classes and lessons. Grow in your knowledge of the Word. Grow in the purpose of Jesus Christ. It's not about Bible bowl and it's not about passing a test. It's about being that person that Christ has called us to be. Make plans to read your Bible and to pray. And I know every year I I challenge you, so I I want you to, to read through the Bible this year. In 2024, I want you to read the Word of God. And maybe you, you go, it, it's unrealistic for me to think that I'll do it seven days a week. Okay? I know some of you well enough to know that the first time you miss a day in the week, you go, well, I messed that up and you'll just quit altogether. I want to encourage you just to read the Bible. Just sit down and read it. And you go, I, I'm not a good reader. I've got good news for you. If you have our church app, when you open up the church app, down at the bottom, you'll see a little picture of a Bible down there. Click on that Bible. It'll read it to you. You can sit and listen to the Word of God. As it reads it to you from the New International Version. And listen. But I want you to get involved and and read. Get involved in the Word of God. And spend some time in prayer. And get involved in the body. Get involved in this body. We're going to be rolling out some new things this year that I'm excited about and that I want you to get excited about. And every one of them has to do with getting involved in people's lives or sharing the heart of God and the heart of Jesus Christ with the community. This in 2023, I mean 2024, we're going to start off in the mid-February through through mid-March. We're going to collect blankets that, go, that will be going to the Navajo Reservation. I, I, I forgot the goal that we have set. But I want us just to, to collect, and it doesn't matter. You can have king size, queen size, twin size, lap size. I really don't care. But I want you to get involved and, and bring, and we're going to put them on the stage. Not yet. Starting in mid-February through mid-March. And we're going to have them on the stage. We've had before pushed the preacher off the podium when we had food drives. I wouldn't mind doing that again. Let's fill it up so that we can share with those people the warmth of Jesus Christ. You heard Josh Austin as he talked about that work. And they give out coats and, and, and blankets. And we want to be a part of that ministry. They didn't have enough blankets to give out to everybody that came that they wanted to give to And if you've ever been up in the Four Corners area, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a cold place to be. And they need our help. And this is one way that opens a door that gives our ministry 
that we do to the Navajo people gives us an opportunity to share with them that there's a people that care about them. We're doing it in mid-February uh, mid through mid-March because that's when a lot of those fleece blankets go on sale. I, I noticed at Walmart this past week, they've got, them for three, they've got some for just $3 a piece. If you want to get them, buy them, that's great. Here's what we're not going to do. If you want to give us money, that's great. But I, I'm more interested in you with your hands and your feet getting involved and getting it and bringing it yourself. It's easy for us as children of God, I mean as Christians, to open up our billfolds and say, here you go, and think our work is done. I want you to get involved. You to be a part of the work. Later in the year, April, sometime late, it'll be the last weekend in April or the second weekend in May, um, we will have Love Your Neighbor Day. And we're going to try to minister to this neighborhood. We're going to offer to go and to, to mow people's yards that are in this neighborhood. We're going to take care of doing some things, just acts of service for this neighborhood that, that God has placed this congregation here for a purpose. I want you to get involved in that and get excited about that. And then in October, the weekend of Worship Without Walls, the Saturday before Worship Without Walls, we're going to have Invite for a Bite. That's when we're going to just invite the community to come in for beans and cornbread. During that time, we're going to introduce who we are. Uh, we're going to have, in preparation for this time, we'll put together out of here, we're going to put together some singers and have singing groups. We may have drama group. We may have puppet group. But there's going to be a, a rolling bit of uh, entertainment for those that come just so that they can experience who we are. You know, if you ask most people in this community, who are the churches of Christ? They'd say, they're the ones without music. That's why I want them to hear us sing. Our singing can be beautiful whenever we do it with our heart. And, we, and I want them to know we have music. We have music that, that we sing for the purpose of praising God. We have things that go on that, that you look at and go, oh, these people are just so uptight. That's why I would love for us to have some drama skits so that they can see us having a good time, just enjoying. And we'll have people hosting tables and sitting at a table and being there so that when somebody comes to sit with you, you visit with them, talk with them, get to know them, and we'll have a gift for everyone that comes in that door. And so I hope that you'll plan on being with us when we do that. You've heard Lance talk over and over again about life groups. Uh, why we will continue to have some of the life groups that we have now that, that meet, uh, that are mainly uh, fellowship service groups. We're also beginning new life groups that are going to be concentrating on a study and relationship a little smaller. The signups are already taking place. They started today uh, in the back foyer, and you can sign up. Uh, most of them are on Sunday evening. Julie and I are hosting one that's on Thursday night. Uh, and so I want you to get involved in one of our life groups, therefore a limited time. And at the end of that time, you go, That's, that group's not for me. You can change groups, and I promise you, you're not going to hurt the leader's feelings. We want you to find the one where you fit in, where you plug in, where you can share your life, and you can have a group of people that you trust, that you trust. And then there's one that I didn't put on the, up there, and that is... Hopefully, beginning in January, the last Sunday of each month, I want to preach on a topic from something that comes from you. For the last 15 years, 
I've preached what came from me. And so I'm going to be opening it up that if you've got a question or something you want me to talk about, uh, just write it down on a piece of paper throughout the month. Give it to me. I can't preach on all of them. I won't preach on some of them. But I want to preach about the things that, that are in the struggles that maybe you're going through at the time. And let's talk about it. You do not have to sign your name. And so what we'll be doing that on the last Sunday of each month in 2024 and cover a lot of topics and talk about them. Because part of the purpose is, is, is we, we need to experience unity in this body. That does not mean uniformity. All of us don't have to believe the same thing. But we all do believe in the same one, Jesus Christ. And I want us to look at some of these topics and say, how can we do this in a world that's divided? In a world that seems to be looking for the opportunity for conflict? How can the church be a light in a divisive and dark world? And let's talk about that. And let's talk about some of those things. Paul in Acts chapter 20 he says, I consider, my, I consider my life nothing to me. If only I may finish the race, complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the gospel of grace. Folks, this is not the time for us to rest. I know when the holidays are over, I was talking to Daryl in the hall before class I am so ready to get back on a regular schedule. I like it because there's a, there's a pace to life and an enjoyment to life for me when we're in the midst of a, of a schedule. And I know I like to have my sermon done by Wednesday noon. I like to have, and I've got a whole schedule of how to keep track and get things done so that the week is done. And during the holidays, at the end of the holidays, how many of you just want to sit down and rest and say, <sighs> and that's the feeling of a lot of people. But I'm going to tell you, as we change the calendar tomorrow, while it may be a time to take a breath, it's not a time to stop. Oh, we do need to enjoy the victories. We need to learn from the losses. But we need to make a plan for how to grow in grace and knowledge. And so I'm asking you to resolve in 2024 to glorify God with your life, with your resources, with your service. Plan on being more in 2023. And so I leave you with this blessing. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This morning, I don't want to leave without offering an invitation and saying today would be the perfect day to begin your walk with Jesus Christ. What a great way to end the year. By confessing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Being baptized with Him, having your sins washed away, filled with the Holy Spirit, empowered to live the life that He's called you to live. Or maybe you're ready just to turn your life around. Today would be the perfect day to do that. So we're going to give you this opportunity as together we stand and as we sing.